0: Welcome to The Kickpod, your weekly D&M on the stuff that matters. Hello. Hello. We are back to being separated. I know, it's very sad. I it say round and- two. You can tell because we just took five minutes to work out how to get your audio working and we thought it was something wrong with my audio, but it was yours.
1: The tech queen figured it out.
0: <laughs> no, definitely not the tech queen. Anyway, um, how are you?
1: I am. I'm all right. I'm, I was going to say I'm well, but I had a terrible sleep last night, so I feel like I'm real spacey today. I feel like I woke up incredibly energetic as i was all night but i didn't want to go and exercise because i felt like i was that kind of energetic where i was awake but as soon as i started moving my muscles or something i would get really lightheaded. do you know that kind of like alertness but not you know ready to kick it <laughs> Yeah, it's literally the worst feeling. Um, and then, like, after midday, it's just been a downward spiral in energy. So, I'm hoping that means that I have a better night's sleep tonight. And I think it might just be, you know, everything that's going on. I think when um, ISO 2.0 happened for us Melburnians at the start, I wasn't as, I don't know, shocked or, of course, I was disappointed, but I was just kind of like, oh, well, you know, we've we've just been working from home anyway, not much is going to change, like got to do what you got to do. And then I think a couple of days in, it really hit that Wait, It actually really sucks the first time around. And, and you got used to seeing your friends and family and like, you know, being able to go to your favorite restaurants and kind of support them and everything. And then all that being taken away, it just, it's, um, it's a lot. And I'm really feeling for everyone out there that's that's struggling, particularly businesses and stuff, but really everyone just mentally, I'm sure we're all kind of, feeling a bit odd a bit Mm. just not ourselves at the moment so yeah how are you going
0: yeah the same I think it it is hard and I think the hardest thing is knowing that this is a reality that we might have to get used to for a bit longer than than we'd originally thought I think there was that mindset in of coming out of ISO the first time thinking okay we're done with this now but obviously um that is not not the case and Mm. um it, it is a bit a bit just a bit more scary and unknown than I think that, or in my mind, I thought it was. So yes, I had a bit of a sad day on Saturday, but that's okay because then Sunday was better that I think when the weather is, I think this is going to be a little bit harder because it is the middle of winter now. The yeah. last, I so I think from memory that was, it was in March, wasn't it? So it was Uh, a little bit sunny. So lucky we've been getting some winter sun, though, which has been good. But I think having the sun makes makes a really big difference. And on Sunday I got outside and it was sunny maybe for like an hour and a half or two (laughs) hours in the morning. But honestly, I just took advantage of that. I went for a run and I just felt Mm. so much better than I did on Saturday. So that would is that's not my special share, but I'm going to do two special shares. And one of them is to get outside and get active. Um, and yeah, we are, we're thinking of all of you, um, throughout this time and we, we will get through it together. So Steffi, what is your special share this week?
1: Well, my special share is from one of my favourite books um, by Vex King and it's just a passage in there which I actually put up on my story and I think I might have even sent it to you, Lorsi, because it reminds me of you and kind of what you say all the time and everything. But I just think it's kind of really important to remind ourselves of these sort of things, particularly in times like what we're going through now. Um, But I'll just read it. It says, express gratitude. Before you complain about school, remember that some people can't even get an education. Before you complain about getting fat, remember that some people don't even have any food. Before you complain about your job, remember that some people don't have any money. Before you complain about cleaning the house, remember that some people don't even have any shelter. Before you complain about washing the dishes, remember that some people don't even have any water." So I just really loved it because I think at a time like this, and it's so obviously totally normal to feel down and disappointed and upset, like, you know, it's all relative to what you're used to and to your life. Absolutely. But I think when you do kind of express gratitude and you do practice that sort of stuff, it does make you really grateful for what you do have and kind of focus on all the positives and not ignore the negative, totally accept that they're there. But yeah, I suppose just focus on. What's going well in life for you at the time? And gratitude. Yeah, yeah, I think that's
0: that's something that got me through ISO last time. So mm. that is, I love that. Such a good, such a good quote, especially at this time. And mine. It's so funny. We both haven't done quotes as our special shares for so long, and <laughs> mine is also a quote this week. So mine is from our Keep It Cleaner Instagram page, and it's it's a little uh, post that we shared, and it reads. Hey, you, it's okay if you didn't have a good day today. I heard a rumor another one is coming tomorrow and I have a feeling it's going to be beautiful. So (laughs) I thought that as well when I read that. That was actually when I read that. I think it was on Saturday when I was feeling really down and I I almost, um, it kind of came at at the right time because I read that and I thought, yes, it's so true. But I think sometimes when you are having a really bad day, it can be really hard to to get out of your head Um, in that, you know, tomorrow is a new day. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that quote.
1: And guys, before we get into today's podcast, which we are sure you're going to love just as much as we did, and obviously we'll intro our beautiful guest, but we wanted to talk about what we have uh, very excitedly put out there today because we loved it so much the first time around. We are doing another virtual gym. Yes, we
0: are. I'm so excited. I love doing our live workouts and we just finished our 14 days of wellness in the community, which was so awesome. Thank you so much to everyone who was a part of that. Um, But this virtual gym that we are launching is for everyone. You don't have to be a part of the community to do the workouts. They will be recorded live through our Instagram. So you can watch them on our Instagram. We have got a schedule of Monday being hit. Wednesday is strength Friday is Pilates and Sunday is Sunday Run Day. You can check out all the information on our Instagram. Um, but yes, we cannot wait to launch the virtual gym. Well, actually, at the time this podcast goes live, it will have already launched in the morning. But if you miss the session, um, you can do the next one because we will be doing it for the next two weeks and until the 29th of July. If you um, do enjoy the virtual gym, make sure you share um, your experience with with our workouts on Instagram. We love hearing, I suppose, that you're doing them with us and we're all in this together. And also if we know that it is something that helps you and, and motivates you through ISO, we're so happy to keep doing them. So let us know if you do love the virtual gym and we can definitely extend it for a little bit longer. Now, sorry for the longest intro of all time. It is now time for this week's podcast. Debbie, who have we got today?
1: Yes, today we have the incredible Sophie Keisha. And it was just really, really awesome getting to know her on a whole nother level. Um, Obviously, have known of her through the industry, have worn and loved her incredible PJs, but it was just really nice kind of getting to know a bit more about her past and and what she's like.
0: Yes, I, I love speaking to Sophie. She is so raw and real and Mm. i think every time i've been able to speak to sophie and and this is kind of the same as you it's the first time i've sat down with her for a long time to talk to her but every other time i speak to her she's always so real she she Mm. tells you how it is and i think we feel really lucky that she opened up so much um, and felt comfortable opening up so much to us on this podcast so we hope you enjoy Just quickly before we get into this podcast, I just wanted to apologise in advance for the echo in my voice um, over this conversation. We had a bit of a technology disaster our normal podcasting equipment that we were using because we could finally use it again in person accidentally corrupted our file halfway through. So we had to use the backup audio. Sophie's voice is still super clear. um, And that is what you are here to listen to. So we thought that it was all okay. But I just wanted to give you the warning in advance.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: We're all um, nice and cosy, uh, 1.5 metres apart, uh, sitting on the ground <laughs> at Laura's house. But this is really exciting because it's our first podcast chat with a guest that's not over Zoom. So oh, cool. It's exciting to see Oh, thanks for having I'm me. I think in like three months. Yeah, it's literally been three months. So it's taken us about half an hour to get gone because
0: we had to catch up first. off. Human interaction. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Live. And we wanted to start by asking, how are you
2: going at the moment? Mm. Um, well, it's been a funny time for us all, hasn't it? Um, but I think, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's been, um, I had my son start school this year, so it's been a big change. Um, we've obviously had a few changes in our household as well, but Mm. Bobby's doing really great at school and then Corona hit, Mm. we're home again, we're at school (laughs) again. He had a case at his school, so then he was home again. Back again, then Flossie's daycare got shut down, and now we're on school holidays. So um, it's just, I feel like I can't believe it's July, everything that's happened this year. But we're all still here. Yeah. We're all still smiling somehow.
0: And does that mean you have homeschooled literally the
2: whole time? Yeah, I, for a lot of it. Not the whole time, but there was a really big chunk there, which was really tricky because Bobby's in prep. Yeah. And I feel like there's so many crucial things. That totally. They learn in yeah. that first year. I don't know how – you know, I know how to write. I don't know how to teach a six-year-old how to write. Yeah, I don't have those skills. So whilst – it was okay because the workload wasn't obviously a huge amount. I saw my sister who had four kids at home and two of mm. them were doing a lot of hours of schoolwork. Um, I can't really complain about that, but it was still tricky. And mm. it, it was it was hard as a parent too because he was very confused as to of course. what was going on. I've just started school. I've just got into my routine. Now I'm home again. Why are you teaching me? Where's yeah. my friends? I want to see my teacher. I want to go to music lesson. So it's just... Um, we're all we're all learning. Yeah,
1: as we go. I follow this family on TikTok, and it's funny because he. On TikTok. Yeah, I know. Love it. Right. <laughs> um, and it's funny because he um, he they did this like video. And he like walks in and he's all excited. This is the dad to have like a day off because he's not at work. Yeah, and he thinks the kids have gone to school, but there are these kids in the lounge room. He's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "It's school holidays." And he's like, oh. "What?
2: You've been home like what <laughs> I mean? know. So it must feel so funny that they like finally went back and it's like, nope, school holidays! And school right. holidays!" And now, like, there's still not much you can do. Yeah, like, school holidays for me when we were little was going to movies yeah. and all these sleepovers with your friends. And and obviously, um, there are some lockdown uh, places around Melbourne now. You don't know who's doing what you don't know how mm. serious some people are taking mm. it, whatever so we're really I feel like we are in lockdown anyway because yeah. we can't do a whole lot yeah. all of these sporting stuff is closed up he was going to start uh-huh. basketball with his mates. And so we're just doing a whole lot of sitting on our bums and riding <laughs> scooters around the block. <laughs> Which also, I'm sure, is being so beautiful to have,
1: like, so given that extra time, especially yeah. at that age that they're both at. And so other than maybe te-
2: teaching them how to write, <laughs> what have you learned about yourself um, um, in this time? This time, but especially just everything that comes with being a parent mm. is how patient you actually are mm. and how... Oh, I actually get really emotional when I talk <laughs> about it. But with kids, like all kids want is your time. That's all they want. And that could be you sitting there building a block with them. Yeah. It could be you saying, hey, come help me butter your toast. Mm. It could be reading that extra book. And honestly, my ch- children teach you the most magical lessons day in, day out anyway. But at this time, like really connecting. And mm. it, it has. It's made me go, wow, like. I've been so go, go, go for the past few years. I think our whole generation is like yeah. that. But the simple things in life are what's most important. And it sounds so cliche because, you know, we're seeing it everywhere, you know, family and all this, but it's true. Mm. It's honestly true. I, um, I've i had moments with Florence as well. Like I went back to work four weeks after I had Florence mm. and I dove straight back into mm. to everything. And I actually look back now and that first year is a blur for me mm. of her life. And so lately to have that time with her and really get Mm. to know her which sounds funny because she's my daughter of course I know her but on a deeper greater level Mm. um has been really really beautiful so I'll look back at this time forever and you know it's time I don't think we'll ever get back I actually hope we don't get back because that means it's hit again but um there's been so many blessings out of it Mm. oh that's
0: really really nice to
2: hear have they loved it yeah yeah they have do they say cute things like oh I really love this time with you and Bobby is the most magical soul that you'll ever come across. (laughs) He tells me a hundred times a day how much he loves me, how beautiful I am. He will also, um, so if I do something three days prior, out of nowhere, he'll go, oh, mum, thank you so much for doing that the other day. And he's just so thoughtful, so beautiful like that. And Florence, I just think has been like, I've got my brother home all the time because he was gone. He was at school. Um, So to have us all together together, um, sharing all these times and yeah I'm not gonna lie it's been challenging mm. I've you know I think I threw some toy into a wall and it might still be stuck there <laughs> at some point <laughs> you but you ever locked yourself in like the pantry oh the of course <laughs> of course. I have this time where I'm like mummy just needs five minutes and it's just like <laughs> no one talked to me and it's like only come to me if it's an absolute emergency Florence still hasn't quite got the hang of that one yet but Bobby's really good um but, you know, you, you just, you do it and you, yeah. you, you just get on with it. And that's life.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, I, We all need a bobby in our life. I, know, I want a little everyone person everyone telling me bobby. he thanks me for what did three days Yeah, Florence isn't
2: quite there yet, but I'm starting <laughs> to see her softness come out now. She's Shoot. only three and I think... Some people with Florence because she's so big, like she's basically the same size as Bobby, Mm -hmm. same size shoes. They wear all the same size clothes. So people, I think, at times expect a lot more from her Mm because they think she's older. I'm like, guys, she just turned three Mm -hmm. in January. Like she is still a baby, Mm -hmm. basically. You know, at her age, Bobby was still in nappies. So um, I'm really loving seeing her own personality flourish.
0: That's that's really nice. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you are an incredible mum and an incredible businesswoman, and we we want to get to that soon. But we'd love to know what shaped
2: you into the woman you are today in your childhood and growing up? You know what, I get asked this quite a lot and I I really don't know other than the fact I put a lot of my um, strong personality and my, you know, strong will and my determination down to the fact that I was the youngest of four girls. So I think in my life I've sort of always had to jump a bit higher to be seen or, you know, sing a bit louder Mm -hmm. to be heard if you want to put it like that. Um, and I just think that that has come so naturally to me into my adulthood. So now, um, I do like to do things a bit differently. If people go right, I'll try and go left Mm -hmm. and I'll try and say, no, this is a good idea. You know, so there's lots of things in my life that I haven't done in the traditional way and that's so fine with me. And it's Mm -hmm. not that I go, oh, I don't like the traditional way, but I just, I've always liked creating my own path Mm -hmm. and I've always liked, um, you know, I've always liked challenging myself. I've always liked um, trying things even if they scare me. And, it again, I sound so like I'm reading this out of a quote book, but it's true and it's – and then having my children, it's sort of fueled that fire in me even more because I never want my children to grow up thinking they have to do anything Mm. in life. They Mm. can do whatever they want in life and I will support them. So whichever way they go, obviously we're not talking about doing heavy drugs here or anything like that, (laughs) but – you know, once I had them, I thought I could never possibly imagine bringing these kids up for them to be embarrassed of mm. who they were or for them to – I'll never forget my dad used to make me do athletics when I was little. And I was I was really good at it. I was naturally gifted um, in sport, but I just didn't like it. Mm. I just didn't like it. That was it. And – he would say, no, you go to athletics. And I would actually be like so upset in my room, but I didn't want him to know that I was upset and I'd go and I'd hate it, but I would do it because, you know, my dad wanted me to mm-hmm. do it. And I was like, "Not the dad, if you're listening, like it's fine, I'm not scarred from <laughs> athletics, but, uh, things like that. Like, I want my children to go, that's just not me, mum, and I don't feel like doing that. So mm-hmm. I want to create, um, you know, this life for me, that my children see me living a life like mm-hmm. that, and so they will follow on. I love that. That's so awesome. Yeah. And so on the
1: businesswoman path, you have three businesses, one being Keisha, which I have a pair of your pyjamas um, from I think when you first launched. And oh, I, I still we wear them all the time. Yeah. Um,
2: how has that been? Talk us through that journey. And- so Keisha has just gone from strength to strength. Mm. Um, I think one thing I've learned in business is If you put the right people around you, Mm. you can actually achieve anything. And I have an incredible business partner in Keisha, Leah Betts. Uh, We have a a really great team, a team that she's worked with for many years. So, um, I never ever wanted people to look at Keisha and go, oh, Sophie, like she's doing it out of her Mm. garage. Mm -hmm. No, like Mm. I um, was approached by Leah many years ago, really loose conversation over a coffee, This has gone back quite a few years now, Mm -hmm. and as I'm sure you girls know, businesses don't happen overnight. A couple of years later, trial and error, I think we had a few business name changes in there. Um, Our first product was a T-shirt, then we went into kids, and then we went here. And and you do your trial and error until you find what works. Mm -hmm. And we found that uh, there was a huge gap in the market for sleepwear Mm -hmm. in Australia. You had your higher-end um, very popular brands that existed um, that had been around Ooh. for a while and then you had your more affordable you know your larger chain stores as well and there was nothing we found that sat in the middle mm. in terms of price and quality and um and we created a, a leopard print pair of cotton PJs, mm-hmm. very simple um and yeah over three years later we are selling um, different styles every single week now so um, did I think my life would look the way it does in terms of what I'm doing? Absolutely not. But do I, you know, am I open to change? Am I fluid? Um, I take opportunity. Yes. Mm. And, and now I'm here. And when you left school, what did you, what did you go into? So I always worked in sports journalism. Okay. So yeah. um, my dad was a, um, he worked in the AFL, so he was a coach, player, he was a board member mm. and he was all – my whole life was in ch- footy change rooms mm. and stuff like that watching him get interviewed. And I would see the women interview. I'd see Tiffany Cherry, Christy Malthouse, they all interviewing these men. And, they, you know, they had this sort of authority where it was mm. such a woman in a man's environment but, like, they were in charge. I was yeah. like, I want to do that. And I love footy. I've lived and breathed footy since I was born. Like I said, I was born into a football family. So um, I knew I wanted to do – Uh, sports journalism my whole life I ended up doing it at uni but all throughout high school I was volunteering I was doing work experience at you know every outlet possible um and you know it's funny because I'm now nearly 30 and that is still my passion Mm -hmm. did I take a detour because I had children and Mm. I had to find new Mm -hmm. avenues sure has my goal changed absolutely not Mm -hmm. so um yeah i I love sport huge sport lover um i love presenting i love everything about being on camera talking Mm -hmm. to camera you know the the fear that you get before you go Mm -hmm. live like that adrenaline i I love that i'm sure it's some people's worst nightmare um but i really love being challenged like that Mm -hmm. so that is still absolutely my my number one
0: I, it's so funny because
2: I was also born into a football
0: family and I can't even catch a football. Too, it hurts my hands. Um.
2: <laughs> like, because I was the youngest of four girls, um, you know, and back then women's footy didn't exist. So my dad just used me as his <laughs> little, like, right, I'm going to teach you how to hold the footy. So yeah. I was, my memories of being very young, is my dad teaching me how to correctly hold the ball, how to do different kicks, how to handball, all of that. So, um, yeah, it's just being born yeah I had no choice really just straight into me I was born into it I was the
0: opposite I was the kid that tried everything and was really bad and just wanted to keep trying you know what you kept trying and that's all you want
2: you kept trying
0: (laughs) yeah exactly yeah anyway so back to what you were saying before about taking every opportunity Mm. you are so driven which is incredible and you speak a lot about always wanting to do more and do better
2: that is amazing. But is that ever
0: overwhelming
2: for you? Sometimes I do honestly wonder and go, like, when is enough going to be mm-hmm. enough? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it can um, – I think one day it might be a negative okay. for me. Like, when am I it's – not, it's not seeking millions of dollars or it's mm-hmm. not seeking um, validation of people. It's just me inside. I just want to continue mm-hmm. to see what else I can do with life. Like, I actually stop and go – i'm 30 years in like have i done enough already at 30 Mm. i truly want to make the most of everything and and every opportunity that comes at me in life and like i said i think a big part of that is not being afraid to fail Mm. Mm. um being okay with looking failure in the eye and being like yeah come at me like let's go so um yeah i do sometimes i do think is it a downfall like Should I just be content? But then I think, no, Mm. why should I be content? Mm. Because that's what we're trained to do, that we Mm. should be grateful and you've got a good job and you've got a good partner and you've got a house that you should be grateful. No. Mm. What is wrong with seeking more, whether that's relationship-wise, life goals, career, Mm. travelling? You know, I know people that want to travel forever and, like, why shouldn't they, Mm. you know? So it's it's your life. Again, I sound like I'm reading out of a cliche funny (laughs) quote book but it is you get one opportunity to Mm. do this and sure you're going to make so many mistakes along the way but again I go back to the message that I want to send to my children is you don't want to look back and regret or look back and go why did I not try that Mm. so that's just the way I live my life that's awesome yeah and
0: it's nice that you're not overwhelmed by it because I think when when you are a really driven person and I sometimes thought in my head I get so mad at myself I'm like can I just be happy with you know with what I have and it's not that you're not grateful it's just this thing that you have to keep going going Mm -hmm. going and you just think like oh I just wish that I I could stop this Mm -hmm. thought in my mind and sometimes it's like it's quite confronting and you just want it to stop but it's mm -hmm. really nice that you've been able to find that
2: peace with it and it can be confronting but I think um like anything in life if if you stop and you ignore outside opinions and outside views and you really reflect on yourself and as long as you are still happy with what you're doing then that's fine I know a lot of the decisions I make make a lot of people uncomfortable for reasons I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do I care? Mm-hmm. No, because it's my I love that. Do yeah. I care? No. It, yeah, and... And I do, and I, I see, you know, the norm in life, I suppose, is you grow up, especially mm. being a woman. We're told you grow up, you you, you know, you get a uni degree mm. and you find a man and, and mm. you all buy a nice house and, and life is great. And sometimes that's just not the reality. And yeah. you know what? Sometimes people don't actually want that. Mm. Yeah. And that is okay as well. So I think there's going to be a huge shift in the messages that are sent to young women. Um, I think we are seeing a huge change in so many things. Mm. Um in life and like i said i will go back to it every time every message i want to send to my children is to empower them to do whatever they want to with their own life
1: yeah absolutely and i think it needs to go both ways as well i mean i'm i'm all for definitely making sure that um girls are growing up you know knowing that they can do anything but it's the same with guys i feel like there's a lot of guys that i know who are you know near 30 and they're not the i suppose i hate you know saying the word typical or or normal but like what people kind of the the Incredible grow up yep. to be, you know, the expectation that might be um typically softer or like more emotional or whatever. Yep. And it's like people are just people. Some yep. people are harder and some people are softer, and yep. some people are more confident, some people are shy, and like some people like makeup, some people don't, yep. and, like all that sort of stuff. It doesn't really matter what sex you are. No. It's just like you just need to remove those boxes from both sexes, yep.
2: and I just think that's it's great that you have that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really great that you want you to And that's why that going space. back to my kids, I'm so grateful that they have been born into an era mm. like this yeah. where, yeah, boys, if you want to do that, you can do that. Mm. And there is still that older generation that yeah. exists and there's going to be those views, but we are seeing such a huge shift yeah. in it. And, you know, I've even had someone like an absolute, I won't swear on your podcast, but just an absolute idiot say to me once you're trying to make your son gay. Now, oh this my comment was based off me encouraging him to speak about his emotions. <gasps> now, if we are looking at a young six-year-old boy who's been encouraged by his mother to be okay with his feelings and to, be, you know, not be told, man up, you know, toughen up. You're, yeah. You're a boy, toughen up. If me being a mother, a caring, loving mum and encouraging my son to be okay with his feelings yeah. is teaching him to be gay. Yeah then there is something seriously seriously wrong with that older yeah. generation oh, that is so bad yeah 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 and that per- and i know it came off their page mm. it was you know so i know who it wasn't i'm obviously not putting that entire generation into a box at all um but this one person i just thought that's such a shame that that is your view yeah yeah
1: Anyway, 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 um, that kind of following on what we were saying before about like goals and working really hard, what's your
2: relationship like with success? Um, Success for me is something that it's so personally driven. Mm. So, you know, I was married and I had a a great relationship still do with my ex-partner, but there was always this emphasis on his career Mm. And there was always he, – he played AFL football and he was in and out of teams and, and then he was in and out of different jobs trying to navigate his own way. But there was all – and because we had children, there was always this emphasis on what's Jared doing? What's Jared doing for work? What's – what's oh, is he liking his job? Is it, and I thought, what about me? Mm-hmm. Why is no one asking me what I'm doing? Why is mm-hmm. no one asking me what I want to do? Because I had children immediately. That's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, so success for me. I actually did a post about it like a couple of days ago for me is is building my own Mm self-worth now whether that like i said it doesn't need to be millions of dollars Mm -hmm. i don't base it on that Mm -hmm. sure i've been very open about the fact that i work very hard and i do Mm -hmm. want reward Mm -hmm. i'm not going to sit here and say that money has nothing to do with how hard i work Mm -hmm. um you know value for time we all know Mm -hmm. you know the many different hours that we put into our Mm -hmm. many different roles i know you girls are the same but for me it's it's Building a life that I am proud of. Mm. And it goes back to that idea that I do not care about outside opinions. I do not care about um, other people's insight into my life. It's about living a life that I am proud of. Mm. And that's why I do continue to chase more and do continue to seek more. Because, you know, people might look and go, oh, she's quite successful. She's got a really great business. She got this. I am nowhere near what I want to be. Mm. Do I know what I want? That would like again we go back to what does that look like? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Am I going to chase it forever? Maybe. But um, success is is being content with me. So I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am successful. I'm content with the person mm-hmm. I am now. Am I successful with what I want to achieve in my life? Not yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Not yet. Mm-hmm. But I think I think you should always be chasing for something. Yeah. You know, I, I think I, even if I found myself, you know, uh, I don't know, like what, what does success look like? Yeah. How do you even define that? Yeah. People would define it in so many different Mm. ways. Yeah. Um, And for me, it's just to keep chasing and to never stop dreaming.
1: Mm.
0: And I love that. And I love that that can be yours. And then someone else's definition might be something totally different. But I think it's so important for anyone listening to to know that, like, everyone's definition of success is so different. And nothing is right Mm -hmm, and nothing mm -hmm. is wrong. It's just what works for you. Yep. And it's just, yeah, it's so nice that you found that relationship with your drive that you Mm -hmm. can turn it into a positive.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that people would look and think, um, and this is going into personal life, like, oh, you know, 30 and, you know, failed marriage and this and that. Oh, poor her. And it's almost like the woman's always got like the poor me title. Mm. On it. Well, marriage doesn't define me. No. Uh, uh, getting married didn't make me successful. Mm. And uh, a relationship that didn't suit me anymore and staying in it. Just to say that I'm married, that, that's not success. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't think women should grow up thinking marriage is successful. It, it might be in your own right because if you're happy in yeah. that and, and that is, you know, you, you are content with that, then that is beautiful and that is success mm. to you. But if it's not suited to you, yeah. I think, yeah, it's, it's therefore the complete opposite. Mm. So people might look and see, yeah, oh, I failed. Ha, ha, she's done this. And I'm like, ha, ha, I'm, I'm out of a marriage that I wasn't happy in mm-hmm. and I have an incredible relationship with that man. That is successful.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, have a, I have a happy family. That is success. So, again, it's all different to everyone's mm-hmm. interpretations.
0: And we'd love to touch on mental health, if that's okay. Of course. So you're very open on social media about the ups and, and downs, which is so incredible because I feel like we need to be more open about that mm-hmm. because I don't think it is realistic to, to think that you're going to be happy all the time because mm-hmm. I don't. I really don't think anyone is. But how do you get through the down times?
2: I tell you I'm bloody lucky I've got my kids. Hmm. There have been times where... It doesn't matter what has happened I jump in bed and my children will forever make me happier than Mm. anything in the world Um, I think you know I suffered severe postnatal depression after I had my son and that was the scariest time of my life Mm. and I actually don't talk about that that much anymore and Mm. I think I've actually suppressed a lot of it but that was truly the most petrifying time of my life where thoughts went through my head where I experienced physical side effects, Mm. mental, emotional, that I could never have ever comprehended before and that wasn't my fault and I think mental health is really scary because a lot of things that happen to you are not your fault. You don't ask for them Um, and you do. I remember just feeling like an absolute idiot trying Mm. to explain to people what was going on Mm. because a lot of it you don't see. Um, Something I quickly learnt is that, postnatal depression is extremely common mm-hmm. um and there's definitely lots of avenues out there for women so i i i seek out all my friends as soon as they've had a baby i check in on them three days six days nine days three weeks all of this because i know my postnatal depression kicked in eight months after i had my son and There's this sort of message out there that you know you can get baby blues straight away and i'm like i feel like baby blues doesn't even come close to it's describing what, yeah. what can happen to you i was okay after florence i was very lucky that I didn't um, go down that path that time, but there definitely needs to be more awareness out there about mm. how long after mm. the different effects, um, circumstance. I lived a great life, and I still suffered mm. incredibly. Um, but now, yeah, life is a life is an absolute roller coaster, isn't it? You know, like yeah, you're kidding if you think every single person out there mm. is happy, and and I think <clears throat> on social media too. People like me, we get accused of, oh, you just act like your life's all great. And I'm like, no, no, we don't. Mm. I'm not on there every single day saying, good morning, everybody. Mm. Life's so good. Mm. You know, I feel like now whilst I have pulled back, um, I'd probably say like 50% on what I share with Mm. my private life and that's just because I'm older now. I've sort of evolved as a person. I do like, I do really like to keep some Mm. things private. I've gone through a lot of changes in my life Mm. in the past a um, couple of years that I've needed to navigate privately before mm. I could ever speak about them in saying that I shouldn't have to speak about exactly. them if I don't want to. Yeah. Um, but there is that entitlement that comes with social media. But, yeah, it's my kids. It's honestly my kids that get me through. There, I can honestly hand on heart say there is times in the past year that I don't know what I would have done if I did not have my kids to get in mm-hmm. bed with at the end of the day.
0: And I love what you said there about your private life. You have to navigate it yourself Mm -hmm. before you can share it. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something really important. And sometimes why not as much of the bad side is shared on social media Mm -hmm. because you can't, like, you don't have a fight with, with your friend or your, your husband or your partner or whatever it might be and then, um, you know, break down and cry and then be like, okay, I'm just going to go on my story and I'm tell people. Gonna go, well, I'm just going to go that's you know, not your, your first chance. Right, yeah, exactly, no. right, and you haven't navigated it. You don't no. understand it yourself and so you can't go and put it out there no. because you don't you don't know and then it's going to make it harder to do it. So it's really nice that, uh, that you feel comfortable
2: doing yeah. that and you're right, you mm. don't owe everything to social media. No, and I think... Um, I always speak about the entitlement that comes with social media, and, and maybe that's my own fault. The, the sort of pattern I created earlier on into my um, blogging, social media career, I suppose, is that I did. I let everyone in on every little thing. And you know what? Then I realized life's hard. Mm life throws shit at you that you don't know is coming and I wasn't even prepared for that, let alone prepared to speak to strangers about that. Yeah, and I think the hardest thing now is like, I mean, I know they're talking about it a lot with cancel culture, is that like
1: you we are all human, we Mm -hmm. all make mistakes, we all learn and if you're constantly sharing absolutely everything, there's no doubt that you're going to slip up, that you're going to do something wrong or something that's going to upset someone else and it's so I think it's it has made it that grey line of like what you share and what you don't share, even larger now Mm -hmm. or like further away because it's it's scary now to like actually put your opinion out there or to talk about things too deeply because
2: of what's been happening over social media I always say I won't talk about something if I'm not educated I think there are way too many people out there who are not educated on topics who are giving advice Mm -hmm. Now, I will make it very clear that I will give my own experience totally, totally. into something that is relevant to my life, but I'm always very cautious not to give advice on something. And you know what? Maybe I did. Maybe reflecting I did do mm-hmm. that in the mm-hmm. past and that is part of life. You reflect, you go, you know what? Maybe that was mm-hmm. a bit shitty of me. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. And then you grow and you evolve. Mm-hmm. But um, but people don't always like a lot of change. People don't – I think – I think people changing can actually make a lot of people uncomfortable and mm. I think especially on social media you do you see a shift and time you go well hang on why aren't you Won't you never used to be like they used to tell us everything why are you not telling us and mm. it was like I was getting accused of lying about mm. things and being you know malicious and I'm like no cuz I'm actually going through mm. a very difficult time in my life mm. one I didn't see coming can you just let me breathe for yeah. five minutes please? Yeah. and at the end of this if I want to share it, I will. And if I don't want to share it, yeah. guess what? I don't have to. Yeah, exactly. So it's just keeping that arm's length now, and, and keeping a really—you know—I love my community online, and a lot of my opportunities that I get are all thanks to them. I mm. wouldn't—I wouldn't have my business. Mm. I wouldn't have my business audience without all of them. It doesn't mean that I owe them my personal life.
0: Mm-hmm. What's the biggest misconception about you?
2: And do you even care anymore? <laughs> No, I don't care, and I'll tell you why, because it's so old, because I've actually got it my whole life, is that I'm, um, I, I'm rude. Now I'm not rude. I'm just direct. Now, I will tell – it's like people would listen to this yeah. and go, oh, she's talking about we're entitled. Like, like I already know <laughs> what people will say, you know what I mean? Um, that I'm rude, and I think it, it frustrates me, and it always has, because like I said, I've always been that girl that jumps a little bit higher to get yeah. seen, and any strong woman – with a voice is automatically seen as rude. That's oh, right. 100%. Yeah, that's I couldn't right. that anymore. That's what I mean. I'm so done with it because yeah. it's just so old. Like, get something new. Mm. Let's get something out- – well, yeah. actually, let's not get something else happening. But if you're going to come at me and call me rude because I have a voice, I'm confident in the person I am um, and I'm okay with making mistakes and I'm okay with making changes and – And all of that, if you're going to call me rude and arrogant Mm. for those, then I think you actually need to reflect on on your values. Mm. You need to look inside you. Um, I often say that, you know, if the decisions that I am making in my life make you uncomfortable, that's 100% your responsibility. Yeah. Subsequently, your issue. That actually has nothing Mm. to do with me.
1: Yeah. No, I love that. There's so much like confidence behind that. But it's, it's so true what you said about, like, I'm, I'm a very forward person. I tell everyone how it is. And I, I can't, I've always struggled even in high school. Um, I was never really two-faced like I didn't like someone mm-hmm. I just didn't give them any time yep. of day or or I'd just tell them how it was <laughs> um, and I think I was always that friend that people went to if they wanted the honest opinion yep. so
2: they didn't always come to me because yep. <laughs> sometimes they just wanted the support. Yep. And what loves. does it? It makes people uncomfortable yeah. because a lot of the time people want to be told all the nice fluffy things yeah. and they want people to tiptoe around them and, and they don't want the harsh truth and it's not like I'm that person that's like oi I don't like that, <laughs> don't like that. That's <laughs> crap. Yeah. that's crap if weird. someone asks me for my opinion on something I'm gonna stick to what I believe um but I I know that I have a very big heart Mm -hmm. my friends and this is where you know you go back to misconceptions and Mm -hmm. all of that the people around me who know me Mm -hmm. know who I am Mm -hmm. my family knows who I am my close friends know who I am and I have a lot of close friends from many different circles many different areas of my Mm -hmm. life and they know me I know me my kids know me and that's all I'm worried about um If people online want to make a judgment Mm -hmm. about someone who they think they know do it Mm -hmm. talk to you send it in your group chats to your friends Mm. spend your weekend talking about me like (laughs) it doesn't affect it doesn't actually affect me it doesn't Mm -hmm. change my life it doesn't change what I do like I said if that if I make you uncomfortable that issue lies with you totally nothing to do with me they don't I don't think they realize that doesn't actually affect me yeah at all
1: yeah no, I love that. I think it is so important if you're gonna if you're gonna let anyone other than your own opinion, anyone's
2: opinion affect you, it shouldn't be anyone outside of your like. No, it and, and and they they would probably say the same. Yeah. Like they, they're not gonna listen to my opinion. Exactly. They would listen to the people around them. So it's it goes back to your values, your morals, mm. your ethics, and how you choose to live your life. And I actually was talking to my agent this morning and he said, you know what, unfollowing someone would be the easiest thing you do in a day. It would take you one second. And he goes, if people are still choosing not to do that, that's on them. Mm. They're making that choice. They're they're making a choice to follow you, to hate you, to be annoyed, to be frustrated, to be triggered. They are making that choice.
0: Mm.
2: Speaking of your
1: big heart, um, I would love to go down the love topic if you're all right with that yeah um and i'm sure as we've spoken about you know people have their opinions and everything and and on your life but i want to know from from you how you've been with your love relationship and everything Mm -hmm. and you know the fact that you've got a new partner now Mm -hmm. and i just i really i'm i would love you to be open but obviously it's up to you how deep you go with it all but i've got a few friends who are you know, bisexual or, you know, just love is love. They literally don't see a sex as a sex and yep. they just appreciate a person. And I just want to, I yep. suppose,
2: hear your journey on, on that. I think for me, um it's not like one day I woke up and went, you know what, I feel like liking yeah. girls today. That, you know what, that's cool. Let's do it. And and it's a shame because I think some people do think that. Yeah, now, that's not a choice you can just like, it's not yeah. like which dress am I going to wear today? I'm going to do this today. And, and I had a great relationship Mm. with my ex-partner incredible still do Mm. just talking to him this morning went to his house this morning have a key to his house he's got one of mine (laughs) have an amazing relationship and i think some people have struggled to comprehend well why are you not together maybe we just don't want to be together maybe we have a life a life path planned out for us that doesn't actually see us romantically linked that saw us have two incredibly beautiful smart well-mannered children Mm. And we get to live this life together still, just not in a romantic sense. And that is something that's very difficult for a lot of people to understand. Mm -hmm. If you knew me and Jared, like the people around us, you go, that's so you Mm too. That's so great. So, you know, we go back to a successful relationship. We do. (laughs) We've got a great one. We get along better than half my friends with their own bloody husbands and their (laughs) boyfriends, you know. So, um, And then for me... um, it was really nice, actually. Jared Jared came out and did – he did a podcast, actually, a couple of months ago, and he came out and he said – and he backed me and he said, I cate- categorically want to state that Sophie's relationship with women had nothing to do with our marriage falling yeah. apart because, obviously, that's what People it was like. And me. I get that. Of course, I get that. I'd probably – if I was looking in, I'd probably be like, oh. Um, it was two two people that, that didn't want to be married anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm reading a book at the moment, Glennon Doyle's Untamed, and she talks about not leaving her husband. She left a marriage. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's it. Yeah. We, exactly. left a, we left a piece of paper. We took a ring off our finger. Did yeah. that change us as people? No. Um, and then for me, it's just I'd just gone through a, a sort of Self-exploration period Which I don't think is uncommon For mm-hmm. a woman 27, 28 I'm now 29 That's not uncommon mm-hmm. For me it's just I had children And I was married So you know In the eyes of people My life was set out mm-hmm. It was done My life was locked in mm-hmm. That's obviously not the case Life can take you anywhere And I'm open to that I've always been open to that Was I incredibly sad Am I still incredibly sad um, That my beautiful relationship and, and how my life was looking Didn't go the way sure, that that upsets me a lot and that's something I deal with every day and, you know, how we adapt those changes with the children as they mm-hmm. grow older and, and we've always been very upfront and honest with them. Um, but how, you know, those changes come into play, we will we'll take that as they come. Mm-hmm. Um, for me now, yeah, I'm just... I I was sort of happy to to discover myself and it's going back to talking about what we did before about I needed that time to Mm. figure out and I'll sit here honestly now and say I still don't know what my future Mm. looks like, Mm -hmm. but that excites me. Mm -hmm. I actually don't want to know what my future looks like. I'm only 29 years old and Mm -hmm. I think I did so much in all of my 20s when most 20-year-olds are travelling, exploring, dating, girls, boys, this, that, you know, all this stuff. I was pregnant at 22 years old. Like I was full on adult responsibility at 22 years old. So I, I forgive myself if I want to take a few years or a bit of time, it might be 10 years, I don't know. Like how long is this exploration period going to go for? But for now um, I have a beautiful girl in my life um, who, you know, she has her own her very private life <laughs> so I don't go into yeah. her too much. Um, and it's something I love. Mm. I love that side because, for me, I have spent so much time being so open. Mm. Every little detail of people knowing. So, it has been so nice to find someone with similar values that wants to keep things that's, that's nice. quite private. So, um, for me, it's nothing. Like, never do I sit there with her and go, oh, my God, you're a girl. Like, I'm with a no. girl. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. And we ha- we have had an up-and-down experience. Yeah. Um, just juggling different careers. She lives interstate. Um, you know, I'm sure it's been, I don't think, I've probably really given her enough credit. She's 25 years old for the fact I've got children. Um, but she she's an amazing woman and and she has an incredible career ahead of her. Um, so what our future looks like, I don't know. Have we ever even talked about it? No, because we're both two incredibly driven career mm-hmm. women Mm. um i will forever support her in what she's doing she has a, an amazing few years ahead of her with olympics and, and world cup soccer um let alone her own personal career and, and she supports mine so whatever happens without you know I, i'm not looking for my next long term i'm not looking for a wife i'm yeah. not looking for a husband i'm not looking to have a baby yeah you know so now it's just about enjoying life with people i love and not looking a day further
1: yeah i love that that's so nice um so I would like to go into a relationship with yourself now and Mm. a bit of your confidence is incredible. And I'm sure, um, there's a lot of people who almost envy that in in someone. It's such a appealing trait in someone. Mm. Have you always been that confident in yourself? Do you ever compare yourself to others?
2: Um, I, I think I have actually always Mm. been like that. And I don't know know how because I remember and I see it in my daughter now. I see it in her. She stands in front of the mirror. She flicks her hair. She pounds (laughs) at herself. And I'm like, that was me. So, I think you're just born with it, to be honest. And I know it's not, you know, the norm. Again, what is the norm? But it's not the norm for a woman to go, you know what, that's what I look like and I'm okay. Mm. Um, But I have. I've always been like that. And I think for me too, growing up, I was the youngest of four girls but in terms of my body didn't look like my sister's, I was always taller. You know, I'm not a big girl, but I'm bigger probably than your average. So I'm taller, I've always been curvy. I've all You know, I, before my breast reduction surgery, I had huge boobs, so I was always very curvy. Um, big hips, big boobs. So I always already looked mm. different to all of my sisters. Um, and then in school, the same. I was the tallest girl at my primary school. I was the tallest person in mm. my primary school, I was taller than all the boys. So I think from a very young age, I've just been like, right, this is me. I'm mm-hmm. I either mean, going to have to own it and go with it or, you know, what am I going to do? So, um, you know, I've always been, I'm nearly six foot and I've still always worn 12 centimetre, 12 centimetre high heels. Mm-hmm. Like I've never gone, oh, no, I don't want to stand out. So I think I just ran with it from yeah. a young age and was like, this is me. I've got the personality to match it. Um so let's go with it. So that confidence now, again, the inspiration I get from my children. Mm. Um, not only my daughter, it's about empowering her and her body and loving it and, mm. and teaching her to have a healthy lifestyle, but it's also teaching my son to appreciate a woman's body. Yeah. So, you know, only this morning I said, Bobby, please, can you get mummy a tampon? She's got her period. Mm. And he's like, yep. And he doesn't even bat an eyelid. Yeah. He's six years old. So it's there's a huge focus on building um, young girls up to be mm. confident, but we need to build the young men up. To, to go alongside yeah. that as well, to not only teach the men to have that confidence too, but to empower women totally. and know how important they are in all of our lives and that we are need- everyone's needed. Everyone plays an equal role. Oh, totally. And everyone needs to be on each other's team. So, um, again messages to my children i feel like that's been a common theme here i love
1: that and i love that you have you know embraced your your differences and everything like that um do you ever compare yourself outside of physical appearance have you ever compared yourself in work or or life
2: i think that's natural yeah i think that's human nature yeah um sure i'm I'm not gonna sit here and and go oh my god no yeah i think that would be a lie and i think everyone would know that's a lie um Am I malicious? Absolutely not. I've seen some terrible things on social media. I've heard some horrible stories. I've even had people I was friends with that may have been, um, how do I word it, in the spotlight a lot longer than me and then I, you know, my profile started rising. Mm. And now, oh, where are these people gone? They've disappeared out mm. of my life because people don't want to support you mm. when you're doing well. Um, am I like that? Absolutely not. And I can strongly say that. Mm. And, again, those people around me will support that. Um but I think it's only natural to be to be a little bit competitive. Yeah. I think that's where we find our drive. Yeah. And I think it would almost be not not normal if you you didn't feel that fuel. You know, you need to look at something and go, she's doing so great. Mm. I want to do that. Yeah, and do I it more to... in like an appreciation yeah, kind not, of motivation. Not do it in a, oh, fuck her. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, swear. you get swear. <laughs> not do it in like, oh, fuck her. Like she's just landed the face of this. Look at her and go, oh, my God, she got that. Yeah. I. How can yeah. I now mm. get something like that? Yeah. And it's not to compete, but it's just to how we can always better ourselves. Yeah, I like that. Yeah.
0: What are you most scared of?
2: Oh god, my children. <laughs> um, oh, I'm gonna cry. It's gonna happen. I think for me, obviously something happening to my children. I think that's a no brainer, but mm. um Oh, I'm really gonna cry, but I've always been so scared of my children being embarrassed of me or being um disappointed in me. And that obviously goes back to the separation with their dad and mm. and um and you know, I have Bobby. He's six, and so he has said things to me. Why do you and Daddy have to be separate? And we've been we've all across it with him. He's known every step along the way. Been open and honest about him with with our new partners and whatever. Um, but for him to one day, I, I just would hate for him to one day to go. Why did you do that? Like why? And Florence, she's obviously younger now. She's not. She's not quite there yet. But. I just would hate for them to be disappointed in decisions that we made. And so that's why we we educate them and Mm. we communicate with them so openly. We never shut them out of anything because I want him to remember that when he was young, mum and dad explained to me that they love each other and that they're a family. We're always a family Um, and that, you know, people may come in and out and I don't want to confuse him and I don't want to – and I think I've been, again, separate from me with sexuality Mm. and – different cultures we have been we've ingrained that from them from such a young age so I think he'll be fine with that Mm -hmm. but then I go is he gonna get teased at school because mummy has got a girlfriend or is he going to get you know I my mum said I can't play like you just don't know like you have no idea what happens at school so obviously as a parent I think of every worst nightmare but my fear is that I will disappoint my kids somewhere along the I don't
1: way. think you ever will I think and, and you know what even if they get through that age that I mean I there was points where I was embarrassed of my mum mm-hmm. but I love my mum yeah, she's like one of my it. best friends and I appreciate her so much and I think as you get older you do you kind of look back at things that your parents did and sure there might be things that you don't agree with but yeah. like There's so much appreciation that they did everything they could for you. So I think at the end of the day, you might go through phases where they might be like, oh, mum, you're just, what are you doing? But, like, there's so much love and the fact that you've tried to um, ingrain and educate them on all of these incredible things from such a young age, Mm -hmm. they'll always grow up appreciating that. Yeah,
2: I Um, so. I know that, I know that, but I also know that kids are going to, yeah, we're all going to go through a little stage at some point. You know, Bobby's going to be too cool for me soon. He's going to be a
1: teenager one day. Oh, my goodness. Dad, that was my age. That was when I was like, "Mom, you just don't get it. You're too, you're too
2: good of a person. No, I'm going to it, I'm gonna be like, I was I'm like, not long ago. I promise. I still am cool. Yeah oh he's so funny though like he already says things he uses words i'm like what is that and he's like that's what everyone says at school and i'm like oh okay oh. Yeah, I'm like, all right <laughs> sorry and i'm like i'm such a mum. <laughs> i am such a mum. <laughs> so you've spoken about a lot of advice that you give your kids
1: at the age they are now what's a piece of advice that you might have given yourself when you were 18 you know Mm -hmm. at the end of
2: your teens going into adulthood I love this it's just do not conform to what anyone do not conform to what anyone tells you you should do do not conform to what society thinks you should do or what you are made to believe you should do and I would absolutely tell my daughter and my son to just explore life and I don't mean that just sexually Mm -hmm. I mean across try different jobs Mm -hmm. live in different suburbs Mm -hmm. don't 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 grow up going, I have to buy a house and I've got to buy it in Mm -hmm. this suburb. Go live interstate, go Mm -hmm. live overseas. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if I didn't have babies, I would have absolutely have jumped on planes and gone and lived backpack. You know, I would have done all of that and and I didn't and that's fine. That's what life threw at me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why now in my late 20s, I'm going through different life Mm -hmm. experiences and that's why I'm okay with it because I never did that when I was younger. I, you know, high school boyfriend onto, you know, early 20s boyfriend (laughs) onto Jared, pregnant, buying a house, getting married, very, you know, by the book. Um, So it will just be, that message will be loud and clear. Do not conform Mm. to what you think you should do. And that that goes to uni degrees, that Mm. goes to studying uh, subjects at school, what sport you want to play, if you want to play sport, It's anything. It's to create your own path. Mm. That's awesome. Mm well that
1: was
0: awesome <laughs> thank you so much so I, I never think. get
2: to a podcast No, <laughs> so.
0: well thank you for being so open with us and I think our community will take well, I know they will yeah. take so much from all of the advice you shared so thank you my
2: pleasure thank you for having me
0: thank you so much for listening to that conversation guys we hope you enjoyed it as much as we loved uh, loved what am I trying to say as much as we loved recording it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and if you would like to follow Sophie, we'll put her details in the show notes. And remember, we are running the virtual gym. We've got Pilates this Friday, but if you want any more details, we have popped this schedule um, on our Instagram, so you can go check out that post. As always, we will be back with another Kick Pod next Wednesday, um, and you can find us... On our website, www.keepitcleaner.com.au or, of course, on Instagram, laura.henshaw, Steph Clare-Smith or Keep It Cleaner. We hope you all have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate you all. Bye. (laughs)